Hello, campers. This is Counselor Steve. And this is Counselor Andy. <laughs> and welcome to Steve and Andy Meet Batman Summer Camp Month One. Hey, little girl, would you like it there? Hey, little girl, want it quick romance? Hey, little girl, won't you take a chance and celebrate? So this is it, June 1st, start of summer camp. Are you excited? All the kids are getting off the bus. They're getting all, off the bus. All, the, all those fresh young chickens, is that like to call them? That's what we call them. Uh, maybe we shouldn't call them that. There, there could be some... <laughs> there, there, there could be. Fresh young you're... bat mites. Getting <laughs> off the bus. Everybody's here. We're gathered around. It does make your mouth water. <laughs> so yeah, we were just talking about this. Summer camp seems to be... An American tradition, I guess. Yes. You, the seems- kids get rounded up, sent off into the wilderness, live in cabins, shoot bows and arrows. Go, go swimming. Go swim. I mean, there's all kinds of activities. Marshmallows. What? But you know what? I've never been to a summer camp. I have never been to camp either. It seems to me, and this is my impression of a summer camp, and from the movie we're covering today, I think this impression is the stereotype of a summer camp is holding. Okay. It seems like it's maybe more of an East Coast thing, a New York thing. Kids uh, from Long Island going out. You know what? That's, that seems about right. Cause, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I'm trying to think of all the, like, the classic summer camp horror films. And yeah, it does seem like they're all, they're all kind of East, East, Coast. East Coast. I think it's an East Coast upstate new york sort of thing yeah yeah that's that's what it seems like to me not that they don't have summer camps in other places i know but if any of our i know a lot of our listeners though coming from all over the world i don't know if summer camps happen in the uk i have no clue i don't know if they happen in uh japan maybe they do maybe they don't i don't know we got some listeners in japan yeah we have some uh, in the uk oh we've got lots in the uk so maybe maybe they can help us do they do it in south america Hmm. Well, see, you get down far enough, and now summer's winter, and it's all confused, That's right? true. Maybe they have winter camp. Yeah, it's all confusing for me now. You know, I'm wondering, because um, when, we, when we say summer camp, I wonder if like our, our British listeners think of something like a, like a holiday camp sort of thing, which is not just for children. Yeah, so this is for kids only, though. I mean, yeah. for the most part, teenagers, young teens. and. It- but in most of these movies that we're going to watch, you're going to see older teens. But that's just for the reasons. Lots of reasons, but yeah. not well. Well, let's um, Steve and Andy summer camp. Yeah, it's for all ages. First of all, it is it family, really is. men, children, women, uh, pets. You can listen to it with your pets. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Actually, young chickens. Young chickens. So, what is Steve and Andy summer camp? You want to give the listeners a rundown of what exactly we're doing? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, there, our summer camp will consist of four episodes mm-hmm. that will be released the first day of each month of summer, and we're including September. I know that's, I guess, technically like more of a fall month, but we're counting it. It's pre Labor Day. We're, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, we're counting it. And in each one of these episodes, we will be watching. And reviewing. I guess we won't be watching it during the episode. We've already watched it. We've, we've theory, seen theory. it. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and review review a summer camp horror film. Now, we were asking for suggestions about what people wanted to 
listen to us review in July, August, and September, because obviously we have our June have, picked yeah. up. And we got an email, and I have to say, and I, I told you about this. Yes. Maybe one of the scariest summer camp movies that I know of. That's true, but I hate, I hate <laughs> fat kids. No, wait, don't spoil it. <laughs> hey, that could be almost any movie. <laughs> Oh, you hate you hate uh, fat kids in general. Yes. Okay. Well, this movie, as scary it. as it is, I I don't know if this gives it away. Lots of fat kids in this movie. I know, that's and it's and it's honestly probably the maybe the scariest movie I've ever seen any genre. It's possible, yeah. One, Stephen Andy. I mean, fat kids. Is there a role no fat kids in Stephen Andy Summer Camp? No. I hope so. I, well, I, 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 maybe. I don't know. We we make the rules. I don't know if that's a rule. <laughs> we make the rules and we're unsure about what the rules actually are. But there there is constantly. one rule for Steve and Andy Meet Batman Summer Camp. No Friday the 13th. That's correct. It's played out. It is. So we're not going to do that. We're going to do four Summer Camp horror films. Starting off, month of June. We're kicking it off. Yeah, pretty. Uh, I mean, I I think this movie we're kicking it off with. It's it's only downhill from here as far as yeah. I was gonna say it just goes down from here. It, yeah, you, you might as well not listen to the other three. Because... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this movie released 1983, not in the summer though, in November. So, well, you know, uh, you, know you, you know, whatever. Well, they didn't want to compete with Return of the Jedi, which was released in summer 83. Do you know what, honestly? This this blows Return of the Jedi out of the water. I think it would have outgrossed it, yeah. Um, are you, do you want to announce it? I guess let's get started. Let's, let's sure. talk about... It's uh, released November 18th, 1983. Shot somewhere in upstate New York. Argyle, New York. Argyle, New York. That's, I don't know. I don't even think that's a real town. I I, I, they made it up. They founded it for this. <laughs> <laughs> for this one film, yeah. It's Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. An amazing movie. Let me give you a rundown of the storyline. After a horrible boating accident kills her family, Angela, a shy and sullen young girl, moves in with her eccentric, eccentric aunt Martha alongside her protective cousin Ricky. One summer, Martha sends the kids to Camp Arawak. Soon after their arrival, a series of bizarre and increasingly violent accidents begin to claim the lives of the various campers. Who is the twisted individual behind these murders? <laughs> and uh, IMDb notes, the disclosure of the murderer's identity is the most shocking climax in the history of American cinema. <laughs> you know what? They might be correct. I can't think of a more shocking ending in any other film. Well, that's what... Okay, so I saw this recently um, in, in April. I saw this original print at the Alamo Draft House, downtown Austin... Um, Terror Tuesday was a dollar. And, you know, most Terror Tuesdays, I assume they don't get too many people. So I showed up kind of late. Theater was packed. It's like at midnight, too. So 
They normally show on Terror Tuesdays kind of obscure horror films. Theater was packed, and so I thought, okay, there's something about this movie. And and the guy gets up, a guy gets up on stage, kind of talks about the movie. He And, you know, he's touting it. The ending of this movie is the most shocking thing. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be able to guess it, obviously. No. There is no way anyone can guess the ending. <laughs> it's just so... <laughs> unbelievable and and we talked about this we discussed this we think we're gonna we'll reveal the end of the movie and we'll talk about it but after the podcast so after the the music plays we'll talk about it so so right now let's i guess let's run down some of the our favorite things about the movie why do we like this movie or do we like this movie i'll I'll tell you right now i like i love this movie i'll tell you right now um so what do you like what sleepaway camp it's a horror film in a genre it, where there's lots and lots of films. Um, yeah, what do you think makes it, this movie stand out? Well, it's 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 in the slasher subgenre, um, and I enjoy the slasher films from the early '80s. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy those. Um, so that right there is something that I'm already going to enjoy. But for me, right. Sleepaway Camp is about the. T- the two R's and the M, and I'm talking Ricky, <laughs> Ronnie, Mel, my three favorite characters in Sleepaway Camp. So give everybody a rundown of these three characters. Okay, first off, I'm going to start with Ricky, who is without a doubt my favorite character in Sleepaway Camp. And that's <laughs> that's really strong, actually, because there are a lot of great there's characters, a lot of characters in this movie, in and and Ricky might even be one of my favorite characters in all of horror films mm-hmm. and in all it in any kind of artistic venture ricky's up there he's i i would have to agree ricky is angela's cousin and angela is the girl whose yeah. family was killed in a boating accident right, and gets into right. this camp and she lives with ricky and ricky's mom mm-hmm. now, now one thing is like ricky's mom is very very strange yeah very strange very and that's eccentric. established that's yeah yeah that's established from the very beginning very and she speaks in a very like, kind of like, melodramatic. Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's very weird, though. Unrealistic, yeah. kind of. Um, everything about her is like very unreal. <laughs> However, Ricky is like <laughs> I don't I, I don't even know how to des- describe him. I don't know how you have a mother like that and end up the way he is because he's like a total. Let me just say, there's one scene, and he's wearing a cowboy hat. He's he's a bad boy, is what you, is. I think he's was what you're trying to say. Camp bad boy. He wears cutoff shorts. He Everybody's wears, wearing cutoff shorts well, in this movie. That's, that's true. He wears cowboy hats. He stands on the roof of the cabins, yelling at the at at the boys, picking on Angela below. He screams throughout this movie. I mean, he he he's got. He's the angriest kid in. He's the angriest <laughs> kid on the block. What? Even even the murderer isn't as angry as Ricky is. Well, Ricky maybe the is, murderer. Well, hold on now. Well, okay, that, you know that's true. He might be the murderer, but he's almost too angry to be the murderer. I think. He, yeah. So the movie sets it up. Got a huge yeah. chip on his shoulder. So you see early on in the movie, you believe, and I we again not to reveal anything. The movie leads you to believe. Ricky may be the murderer. And so, I don't think... Yeah. Especially when Ricky says, eat shit and live. That's another great quote from Ricky. But another thing about this movie 
that I th- it makes it stand out a little bit from the others. Um, and maybe it's a subtle thing is the kids in this movie are actually kids. Like you mentioned yeah. earlier, a lot of the summer yeah, camp films, you know, it's like twenty one year olds playing teenagers. Ricky is. I, I don't know, but he was probably 13 years old when this f- film was made. He looks like he's probably like 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. He looks, so. he looks in that area. And he, man, and he is just screaming nonstop. He is so angry. He is. And, and, and you know, you got to prepare yourself for that when you come in to see this movie. He's, he's so angry that Mel, uh-huh. another one of my favorite characters, who uh-huh. owns the camp, and he, he's not even the sleaziest character in the movie. And that's something when you've. When, when you see Mel and you're like, oh, this guy's got to be the sleaziest. And then you meet another character and you're like, wow, that guy out sleazes Mel. There's a lot of sleazy adults in this movie. Yes. Mel is this crotchety, old, I mean, old, decrepit man that's always smoking a cigar mm-hmm. that wants to cover up the murders of the campers because he doesn't want the parents to find out about it and take their kids out of the camps. <laughs> And he's like, I guess having some fling with Meg, who's one of the counselors. Under, yeah, 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 one of the underage though, yeah, probably underage. Yeah, what Meg would see in Mel anyway? It's not like Mel's like a millionaire. He just runs some <laughs> old, rundown camp in upstate New York. Well, it's so weird. Yeah, and no one seems to think it's weird that this counselor Meg is dating a seventy-year-old. Yeah, everybody knows. Guy. It. Everybody knows about it. And Mel is for certain. I'm going to spoiler alert. Meg gets killed. Okay, yeah, that's... I mean, you you know, the thing about... We can give a lot of spoilers for this movie, and it's because not going to really spoil too much, yeah. because, yeah. They just kind of go with the kind of the, 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 the rules of these uh-huh. films. Well, Meg is, is murdered, and Mel thinks Ricky did it, because Mel thinks Ricky murdered is murdering everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's this great scene where Mel, like, kind of, like, tracks down Ricky, and he, like, strangles him. Yeah. And he thinks, and he like starts pounding on him, and he thinks he killed Ricky. Mel beats the shit out of Ricky, basically. A kid in his camp. Oh, it's it's. And throughout so the good. movie, Mel, you know, people are you know accidents, but obviously murdered, and Mel's trying to cover it up. And there's like really bizarre scenes with a cop who's a bad actor. It almost feels like, see, this is a very rare gem of a movie because a lot of movies try to recreate this bad acting on purpose, sort of thing. Yeah. To be funny. Um. But this movie wasn't trying to do that. It was trying to be a legitimate movie. But you have... I don't know if you remember the cop has, like, the fakest mustache. Really bad acting, like, really strange lines. And it's just hilarious. And watching it in the theater maybe is a little bit different experience because people are cracking up at stuff that's not really meant to be funny. But it makes the whole thing more enjoyable. Here's something that's going to surprise you, though. Jonathan Tiersten played Ricky. Okay. Born in Queens. Obviously. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. He was 18 years old when this movie was filmed. <laughs> you know. Born August 1965. This came out in 19... 19- Is that right? Yeah. 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 He does not look 18, I have to say. I really no. does look 12. He's no. short yeah. or something. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. He has a very baby face and everything. So um, what else does this movie have? Um, I just want okay. to point out, very famous yes. actor voice actor for the most part is what he's known for. I guess he's known for acting too. James Earl Jones. Yes. Okay. He's not in the movie. He's not in the movie, but the producers thought, let's get the next best thing. Robert Actually, Earl it, Jones. It, isn't it what George Lucas thought? Let's get the best, the next best That's thing. That's true. <laughs> when he couldn't get this man. He couldn't get, George Lucas could not get Robert Earl Jones. 
<laughs> now, see, I was told that he was the brother of James Earl Jones. Apparently, and I'm looking at this He's now. He's the mother. <laughs> he is the father of James Earl Jones. He aged pretty well. I mean, he he's did. dead. He doesn't now, look. Yeah, I mean... he died in 2006. Born in 1910, so he was 73 when this movie came out. Looking pretty good. Um, he plays a cook yes. with some weird role. A Ben the cook. I don't know. It's a very weird role. Um, but he's in here, and it looks. Someone described him as like James Earl Jones if his face was melted, because you can kind of be like, oh, his voice sounds familiar. He looks familiar. And if someone says, oh, that's James Earl Jones' relative, you know, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then, but there's something off about it, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned one other character. Ronnie. Ronnie. Who is the only adult that's, like, a good person. Every other adult in this movie is, like, I mean, Meg. She's always picking on Angela. Is always picking on Angela. Mm-hmm. Mel is obviously having having affairs and trying to kill the campers. Covering up this whole yeah. scandal. I mean, he doesn't want to ruin his right, business right. here, yeah. Ben the cook is the right-hand man of Artie the head cook. And who... Artie the head cook is a child molester. <laughs> and very, exactly. very and, weird and very line. And very open about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to know this. And everyone seems to be okay with it. But Ronnie is the only adult that's... Ronnie's the Ronnie's always trying to get Mel. He's the conscious. Let's of, tell the people. Let's tell tell yeah. the parents. I mean, their kids are getting murdered here. And, and he's uh, always like standing up for Angela or the other picked on. He's campers. also also a thing he's always doing, working out. He's work always working. Guns. And the, and that's the thing. He's the only good person, the only good adult in this. That he has the most ridiculous. But I mean, his whole look is ridiculous. His his. his yeah, it's the most ridiculous look. I'm assuming this the guy that played him, Paul D'Angelo, just showed up on set and said, this is what I'm wearing. I'm wearing the shortest workout shorts a human could possibly wear. Okay, we say this, but, we, I mean, we cannot emphasize enough. You might These... as well not even be wearing pants no, at no. all. It's like, for so- somehow... Him wearing underwear would be better, but it's just like yeah. these shorts seem sh- somehow shorter than like tidy white briefs. Exactly, and the tightest shirts imaginable with no sleeves. Yeah, and there's and, another thing. We, we'll post a couple of pictures. Hair. Yeah, his his hair blows away everyone else's. There's a couple of actually most of the male counselors. I mean, they there must have been a sale on Daisy Dukes. <laughs> They're all wearing this. There's. There's a few of the counselors though that wear these like cut off shirts like yeah, that yeah, come like up the, like, just down past thing. their nipples. <laughs> the most ridiculous looking thing, but just the way the confidence with which they wear it, you know they're thinking this we're looking good. Let's we're see. Looking. And you know what this film not only was influential on the horror genre, but it was also influential on the uh the eighties war genre, mm-hmm. pro American war genre. Because you can't tell me that the volleyball scene and Top Gun wasn't influenced by the baseball scene. The baseball scene. With every short-shorted, either topless or belly-shirted 18-year-old man they could find in upstate New York. Uh, which which is a lot. Exactly. Ricky and his, and his counselor and his fr- buddies get together to play baseball, I guess against their rivals, the older kids or something, but just the quotes that are coming out of this, the... And let me just and let me just say during this game, Ronnie, not Ronnie, but during this game, Ricky is 
pissed. He is. I mean, he he's playing to win. Yes. The baseball scene. Keep an eye out for that. I don't know. I mean, we can try to describe it, but I don't know if it's. I would just say watch it. I mean, we can. You can say you already said one of the lines. I I can. I can say a couple things. One. Like I said, short shorts. Mm -hmm. So everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're either not wearing shirts or they're wearing those like belly shirts that Steve described. And and the and like the baseball diamond that they played on wasn't it, it was like they just found like a like a plot of like land with like tall grass on it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it wasn't set up for that. I mean, purpose. they couldn't find they couldn't found like a real baseball diamond somewhere and just act like it was on the camp. <laughs> I mean, it looked like some it looked like like a like a hobo's shack. I mean, how there's always like a yard behind it. Of just like weeds and trash and unkept grass. That's what mm-hmm. it looked like they were playing by. I expected to see a homeless. It does. Game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Paul D'Angelo was homeless when he. <laughs> That's why he, his clothes kept disintegrating. <laughs> They're the only clothes he had. Now, what's surprising to me? This movie has 272. Oh no, um, I'm sorry, 7,973 ratings, 272 reviews. On IMDb, Internet Movie Database. Have, I don't know if you've looked at this, but what would no. you say the average rating for this film is? Out of 10. Out of 10, I'm going to go relatively low. I'm going to go 5.2. That's very close, 5.8. Now, I, I'm surprised at that because I think, how do you rate a movie? I would say you rate it based on how much you enjoyed it. How can you yeah. not enjoy this movie? Because it's just so zany. It's not very scary. No, I'm gonna. I agree with you. That's how you. If you liked a movie, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't grade it accordingly. And uh, there, there are going to be people out there that look at Sleepaway Camp or any film of this genre, and they're going to look at the problems with it. The like you said, the poor acting, the. Mm-hmm. plot doesn't make a lot of sense, things like that. And they will like really hold it against a film like this. Um, like, oh, it's, you know, poorly made and things like that. Um, <clears throat> whereas something like The Avengers, which is just as poorly written, mm-hmm. and, and actually probably even makes less sense than Sleepaway Camp, and isn't as daring as Sleepaway Camp is either, because I thought the fact that Angela's... Father, yeah. Father, I mean was a homosexual. I thought that was kind of actually, and there's actually a lot of questions about homosexuality in Sleepaway Camp that I think no, yeah. that's very interesting that they brought up um, where like most mainstream films really don't do that at all and are very by the books, by the numbers. And that's people have convinced themselves that's what a good movie is. And I don't necessarily think that's what a good movie. I mean, I, I own a copy of Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I've watched it numerous times. I have fun when I'm watching it. Um, I say it, it for what it is. It, it's a good movie for what it is. You know, like you said, it's not scary. Yeah, I. I you but know. it's fun to watch. I think it's effect. The ending is incredibly effective. It is. I and. <laughs> That that to me was what was hyped to me the most about this movie. No one told me going in, you're going to see some short shorts, hilarious 80s hair, t-shirts, Paul D'Angelo's in this. No one told me that. They said, 
the ending. Nobody told you Paul D'Angelo was in this? No, I know. I was disappointed. Oh, pleasantly surprised I was gonna say. that I saw him. I was disappointed no one told me. Um, but I imagine that's why the theater was full, because it was a Paul D'Angelo. Paul D'Angelo fans. Um, the ending is just... It's going to blow your mind. Please do not spoil it for yourself. We're going to reveal it at the end of the episode. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I mean, I cannot urge you enough to stop it when we're done. Watch the movie. It's like an hour and a half long. Come back. Listen to our response to it. And didn't didn't you say it's on? It is on YouTube, so you can find it on YouTube. Um, I just was reading some of these reviews here. This one by Ali. 21st of March, 2006. Muhammad Ali. It might be. Anyone who even... Oh, well, the title of this review... He gave it a one, by the way. The title of this review. Complete garbage. He says, Anyone who even remotely likes this sack of crap movie is in dire need of a full mental evaluation. Leave the house. Get a life. If you... This is my favorite part. If you are a human being, please... Don't waste precious time viewing this abomination. I like how he's writing that, thinking maybe some animals might be reading this <laughs> review. Ooh. What's this guy's name? Uh, Ali. I mean, this is just his username here. On okay, I see it. I see it. I made me want to look for it. that. It's the only movie he's reviewed here on IMDb. <laughs> I like to think that he died. I like it. He says, if you want to drive someone out of your life permanently, give them this movie for Christmas. They will be gone. I would. That's what he said. <laughs> I'd be going to watch it. There's another great review um, by Tim851. Never before have I given a movie a 1 out of 10. And, uh, 1 out of 10. A 1 out of 10. I'd assume he gives movies out of 10, though. Um, <laughs> the title of this, by the way, is You've Got to Be Kidding Me. Dot, dot, dot. He's saying it to himself. I know. Because he put a one up. You've got to be kidding me. He's like, you got to be kidding me, Tim. One out of Tim. Uh, Tim says, this movie has the worst acting I've seen in my entire life. And I'm not kidding or exaggerating here. I've seen a bunch of just-for-fun student flicks and still nowhere near as bad. It was insulting. He was, just, he was watching this and being... <laughs> he was insulting. Let me just say. Yeah. This guy, Tim. Yeah. Gave Cloverfield no. an 8, an eight out. out of 10. Tim. Well, we gotta contact Tim and have him on the show. Yeah, an eight, eight out of Tim for Cloverfield. Yeah, Tim says at times I was wondering if this movie was a hoax, but then I come here to find it has a following. What the f? He self-censored by Tim. I know, I saw that. The cinematography is okay for an anim- amateur film. I like how he thought the cinematography was okay, because I don't think it was anything special. Uh, the movie is vintage '80s. The music is vintage '80s score. But the acting, oh dear lord, the acting. The end twist was nice. He liked the end. But by the way, there's some people on here did not like the end. For example, Christopher N. Wynn gave this movie a 1 in 2003. I kept hearing the ending was shocking. It was just stupid. (laughs) He wants to know why it has a ratting as high as it does. A ratting? I don't know. (laughs) I will say Tim, our boy Tim. Uh Uh-huh. He, uh, in his review for the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween, yeah, he says at least as good or as bad as the original. He gives it a poor review, which it's terrible. But <clears throat> he says if you think people whine too much these days, although he's when he's put whine too much, he's whine t o not t o too much these days about remake to, to classic horror films. 
and used to see these supposed classics and find them incredibly boring, cheap flicks, then maybe this remake is for you. So he doesn't like uh, older horror films anyway, from that era. So why would you even watch a movie that you're not even a fan of the genre? I know, he just... I don't know. Tim Tim is a mystery, and we need to contact him. <laughs> when's really when's his most recent review? Uh, let me look again. <clears throat> Tim's most recent review is March 27th, 2011. And it was for a movie titled Age of the Dragons. What did he give it? From 2011, and he gave it 2 out of 10. Man, Tim is it. And it, and it just says, what a horrible, horrible movie. I've just read, honestly... Or I've just read a great review here by Son of Mansfield from Mansfield, Pennsylvania. February 6, 2005. Um, he gave it a 2, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I bought this for $4 at a gas station. I could have bought so many other things. They had those little bottle cap candies called bottle caps. I like those a lot. They had combos, too. Nothing in my life makes me feel as good as a big bag of combos. God, I need a girlfriend. This comment is more fun than this movie. It makes more sense, too. The ending... Oh, I, okay, I won't spoil anything. He yeah, says, you can't spoil the Buy some combos instead. Eat them with your girlfriend. <laughs> I like how he's sitting at home staring at his copy of Sleepaway Camp. Just, like, just so combos. He's like, oh, man, combos sound really good right now. The girl, the girl that played Mag has mm-hmm. had a pretty good career. She's done a lot of TV work. Oh, really? What else has she been in? What well, else has she's, she been? Uh, she's done two episodes of Bones. Oh, okay. She w- did two episodes of Young and the Restless. Okay, that's the next logical progression. It looks like she was a, a regular on uh, the Dragnet revival from 2003 that also had Ed O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was on an episode of Get a Life, one of my favorite TV shows. She reunited with one Paul D'Angelo. I know. To make a movie titled Silent Man. I think I have Silent Madness somewhere on a DVD. I am beginning to think that perhaps we should change Summer Camp to D'Angelo Camp, Camp. And it's all Paul D'Angelo movies. I, just, I would say go search Paul D'Angelo in Google and tell, tell us we're wrong. <laughs> Let's see. I want to see what uh, Mel's done recently. He has to be dead. No, he's yeah, he dead. Di- he died in 1983. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. He died probably before this movie came out. Yeah, he died in August of 83. Oh, wow, he never got... That's actually kind of sad. I kind of liked Mel, the old camp counselor. <laughs> I like how... Um, he won an Obie Award for the play American Buffalo in 76. I like how Paul or Robert Earl Jones outlived Mel by, like, 30 years. years. <laughs> Here's something else for you. Mel mm-hmm. received a Tony Award nomination in 1956 for Best Supporting Actor in a Musical for Pipe Dream. Wow. Mel, see, what an illustrious career. It wasn't Mel. He, he Mel himself film. didn't win it in the movie, you mean. Right. The character yeah. Mel. Well, character. Although that's a nice backstory for Mel. He had, like, this Broadway career and fine, he's all washed more up. since one Meg would be interested. It could be. And I like to think that's what actually happened. So let me read some taglines for Sleepaway Camp. So you're, you know, reading a poster, sleepaway camp, a perfect place to meet young girls. You're like, oh, okay. Might just be the perfect place to die. Ooh. A nice place for a summer vacation. Oh, that sounds nice. A perfect place to die. <laughs> I mean, these make about as much sense as a movie. Sleepaway camp has never been so scary. Uh, that's another true. One, that, Carrie that's true. meets Friday the 13th. 
What would you say about that one? I guess kind of. No, I mean, you know, like the like one of the famous images of Carrie is when they dump the pig's blood on her and how her face is like, like how she has this face, like kind of like a ferocious, scary face. Or someone has that leader in the movie at some point. I guess that's what they meant by that. It's not a big... Sp- I mean, we could tell you a lot of information. You're not going to be able to guess what happens at the end of this movie. There right. is just no way. It's just so far from your mind. I mean, I it, you can normally see what's coming up, right? Yeah. What is... I mean... But in this movie, you can't. You, there's no way you're going to be able to guess. Cause can I just tell you? What's up? Before Sleep Wake Camp... Ricky was on an episode of Another World in 1981 playing kid with basketball. <laughs> That's what he played in Sleepaway Camp, too. His name wasn't Ricky. It was his kid with basketball. Kid with basketball. I made up that name for him. <laughs> yeah, we're making him up. So you want to... We've talked about ratings. Obviously, we both like this movie. Who directed this? Are we... It was directed by Robert Hilsdick. And written by Robert Hilsdick. And apparently all he's really done is direct more Sleepaway Camp movies. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. That's, yeah, if you look, that's all he's really done. Well, he was also Fred Myers in uh, Grandma's Secret Recipe short video short from 2002. So that, I mean, he's not had an illustrious career. This was the peak of his career. Pretty much, yeah. So you want we're going to rate this movie out of Tim's. How many Tim's? Wait a minute, actually he has had a pretty illustrious career. He's a lawyer. He's a self-employed lawyer. Well, he for some reason makes sleepaway camp movies on the side. I love that. I want him as my lawyer. If I'm ever in if I ever find myself in Argyle, New York, in need of a lawyer, I know lawyer. I know who I'm going to. I wonder if like the fact that he made Sleepaway Camp is part of his his advertisement. It's gotta be. It's got you know Paul I'm Paul D'Angelo. <laughs> Here for Robert <laughs> Robert Hills, do you need a lawyer? Come on down. That's I mean that was a spot on impression of Paul D'Angelo. That was I thought was, I thought this was Paul and Andy meet, meet Sleepaway Camp. Paul has a wonderful moment at the end of this movie. Maybe my favorite. <laughs> you know what? I think you know what I'm talking about. And it's 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 in the final scene. Um, <laughs> again, everything we're telling you is not going to ruin the ending for you at all. No. We could give you the entire plot of the movie. Without the ending, you're not going to be able to guess the ending, and the movie is still going to be a thousand times enjoyable for you. It will be, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine someone not liking this. I really can't. Even the people that gave it the poor reviews on IMDb, I think they're just, you know, joshing everybody. I think they really liked it. Owen Hughes, who played Artie, the cook. Yeah. His one film role was Sleepaway Camp. It's pretty clear. I mean, he's like the pedophile in this. Can, it's can, not. Let's, let's just say his line. All the kids are getting off the bus. I don't, well, I don't want to ruin. I don't think we should say the line because yeah, right. it, it it's. First of all, it's very weird. It's uh, <laughs> but it it's so funny when you hear it and the way the other cooks respond, like, oh, that's just old already. <laughs> yeah, that's just already like, like he's teaching. I mean, do? it's something that's really perverted for kids to say towards children, and uh, Robert Earl Jones' character is just like laughs at him, like this. He, this guy's a comedic genius. He's hilarious. It's bizarre. Um, Let's just say the director of the movie dedicated it to his mother. That's right. Yep. Um, that's in the in beginning the, of the movie. Yeah. In in the UK, the movie is known as Nightmare Vacation. Yes. So. So. If you're looking for it, our UK fans, it's called Nightmare Vacation. But you can search YouTube for Sleepaway Camp, and it's on there. Um, the whole movie. 
So you can enjoy that with your... I wouldn't watch it with your family. Uh, watch it with your family. How many Paul D'Angelo's out of ten do you give this movie? Ten. I'm going to have to say ten. I mean, I have to say there's nothing wrong with this movie. Because Actually, everything that's wrong with it makes it better. better. Yeah, I agree. I agree and I'm, and we're, I'm not just really saying that. This is one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is um, really. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 mm-hmm. are really are a lot of fun, too. And they are flat-out comedies. They kind yeah, of went I think they, they understood those. what was happening. Approach yeah. it with an open mind. You will love this movie. Check it out on YouTube. It's highly recommended from Steve and Andy. Yeah. All right, so campers... I think it's time to head back to the bunks, but if you want to stick around for story time (laughs) around the campfire, we will talk about the infamous ending. I look forward to July 1st, August 1st, and September 1st, sleepaway, or sleepaway, or summer camp episodes. We we, we might do sleepaway camp three more times. I don't know. It's that good. We might. Yeah, we might talk about it. Yeah, and send us suggestions to stevenandy at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stevenandy. Leave comments. What movies would you like to see? Summer camp movies. Not going to do Friday the 13th, though. No. Um, Nothing against the movie. Nothing against, but it's played out. I mean, what can we say about it? Yes, stick around. We'll play the music. Do not listen to the ending of this podcast. I know it's tempting for those of you who love to listen to our voices. Who love do spoilers. Not do, do not do it. I will be angry. I'll come and find you. Because you can't... Once it's taken away, once the ending's taken away, it's not going to be as amazing as it is. Check out Sleepaway Camp on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Send us an email. Leave us an iTunes review. And don't worry. We're still going to do regular Batman episodes. We've got those coming up in between. So yeah. this is just like icing on the wonderful, I mean, should, wonderful we, cake of Stephen Andy. We should get the Batmites excited. The next episode of Batman we're doing, the villain, false face. That, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what does. All right, Andy, I will yes. see you at the campfire. <laughs> we got a ghost story. Oh, my God. And that's not a spoiler at all. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Stick around. Okay. I will just say one word. (laughs) You probably will know what the word is. This is something... I mean, I never really fully expect to see in a movie. In, in 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 the quality and prominence that it was in this. In the end of Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Um, you do see it from time to time. You see them from time to time in, in movies. Normally, they try to hide them. Yeah. <laughs> no. In this movie, it's out there for the world to see. It's the most... It's It adds to the bizarreness. Penis. Paul D'Angelo whips it out at the end. No, I'm just kidding. No, he doesn't. So, the story is Angela and her brother... 
are are killed. No, no, I'm sorry. Angela is is uh, is not killed. Is is it's a little bit confusing. And honestly, I was kind of scratching my head for like a minute afterwards. So the story is in the beginning of the film, Angela is with her brother and her dad, and the film leads you to believe that her brother and her dad were murdered. But what actually happened, which is shown via flashback, at the very end, in a very dramatic 20 seconds, is that Angela Angela was murdered, her brother survived, but their eccentric aunt, who she went to live with, Ricky's mom, um, Aunt Martha decide she wanted a little girl so badly she dressed Angela's brother up as Angela and just pretended that she's Angela the whole time so she goes to the camp as a boy dressed up as a girl everyone believes she's a girl she's very she won't swim and at the end of the movie people are picking on her she's killing them at the end of the movie and I'm not quite sure how they did this they had Angela's head superimposed on this like male body in the, yeah, in his yeah. 20s Full penis hanging out and everything, just yeah. they're like yelling at yeah. the camera. And and who discovers her? Ronnie oh, Paul D'Angelo. And his is like, wait a minute, <laughs> Angelo's a boy. And that's like the end of the movie right there. And she's there the holding <laughs> a severed head at the time. And everyone is just like, I I mean I was like, what? just happened i thought about it for like 30 minutes hours after really i was like that was just so out of left field because you kind of expect okay is ricky the murderer is angela the murderer they really set that up but well they make ricky so angry that you know he's not the murderer yeah it seems too obvious and everyone was telling me there's a twist ending and i thought what i thought it would be was that angela's brother would didn't like came back from the dead or didn't really die, which I guess was true, but I didn't think Angela's brother was actually Angela. <laughs> I thought it would be like a Friday the Thirteenth, like you know Jason's mother. Um, yeah, no. Well, you can tell that they it... were just looking for the most. No, they went with something insane, that, like something that no one would ever think of. It was insane. I, there's no way that anyone's going to think of this. If you if you thought of this, if you truly, when you watch this movie, thought, I bet it's Angela, and I bet they're going to show her penis at the end. There's no way you thought that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just out of control. Yeah, and what makes it kind of interesting though is because Angela does have a relationship with another camper, Paul. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes it interesting with just the, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that, like I said, the movie, like a movie like this, is even tackling homosexuality. Yeah, at all is kind of interesting. And you know what? You no, know it's kind of interesting. What's that? Had Artie the child molester. Mm-hmm been able to molest Angela at the beginning of the movie like he wanted to, mm-hmm. no one would have been killed. Well, I know what would have happened. He would have found out. He would have found out right away. But then, yeah, then what? Would she have been sent back? Would she have just allowed to stay in the camp? It would have been very weird. That would have been a really because he would have have told somebody like I was molesting Angela, and guess what? She's a boy. And Paul and uh, Paul D'Angelo would have said, "Wait a minute." That doesn't something doesn't seem right. There's an awesome scene where Paul D'Angelo is talking to Angela, and like just nonchalantly, and it's not meant to be funny. Puts his leg up on the chair next to her, and I mean he's wearing the shortest shorts ever, and he's just talking to her. Angela. You seem sad. Got to be one of my favorite scenes. This Are you really sure that, that wasn't intentional? No, because I mean, just Paul D'Angelo is just playing that so straight. He is the ultimate. 
improv actor. He is. That he was an improv. No yeah. He had no lines. Written. That's right. They're just Paul. You know what? We're not even going to tell you the story. He wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. He showed up. Paul Paul D'Angelo actually it. thought it was happening. That's like, <laughs> people are getting murdered. Wait a minute. That's why the, he's the only reasonable one, because he doesn't have any lines. <laughs> he thought he was actually a camp guy. Because the thing is, Paul D'Angelo, all of his friends call him Ronnie. Paul D'Angelo is a camp counselor, and he took a wrong turn. He was going to a camp he's never counseled at before. Yeah. He took a wrong turn, ended up on the set of Sleepaway Camp. And that's what was, happened. <laughs> that's why his his shock at seeing Angela naked and a boy and her penis was like real. truly genuine. Yeah, because it, it it the look on his face it's just so hilarious at the end. That's why, and that's why his character isn't killed because he wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. He just wouldn't leave the set. That's right. They're like they're talking like you know this Paul, Ron, what is his name? Paul or Ronnie? We don't even know. This guy, he just keeps working out. He's swimming. He's he's getting the actors, the kids. You know, he's taking them to crafts and teaching them about to make fire. They're like, "Who is this guy? I don't know. He just showed up." But Richard's like, "But he's good. He's damn good. <laughs> we got to keep this dude in the movie." You know. So that's the ending to Sleepaway Camp. Do you have? I mean, what is there to say about it? I don't know. It's just insane. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still speechless. I've se- I saw this months ago. You probably saw it years ago. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what to say about it. It's well, just what's so great insane. about the ending for Sleepaway Camp? Whenever you show it to someone who's never seen it before, yes. and you're like, "Oh, the ending, the ending," and everyone is always like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah that's what I was like. Honestly, I was. People were telling me, "Oh, you're gonna love the end. It's gonna blow your mind." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna be able to guess it." No. Yeah, and then, and then it happens. And you have to watch it with someone who's never watched. Yes, that's I, I can't movie. wait to watch this with people who haven't watched it yet. So that's like part of it. And let's just say right now, starting in 2012, according to uh, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. when it lists the distributed by, it says 83, United Film Distribution Company, 2000, Anchor Bay, mm-hmm. 2012 to present, Universal Pictures. Wow. Something tells me Universal is going to make a, is going to do a remake of it. Could be. I why, I, why I don't think you could recapture the magic though. Honestly, I don't think you could either. There's no unless way they, unless they get Paul D'Angelo to come but back. But may I point out, Mal. Paul D'Angelo, <laughs> that would actually be really nice. But Paul yeah. D'Angelo was in Return. What was it? Return to Sleepaway Return Camp, to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. in 2008. I don't. I haven't seen that. There's no way. I mean, you can't recapture this magic. They've tried. No. No, they've tried. They can't do it. I don't know why they even try. It's silly. Although I will say, in Return to Sleepaway Camp, the chef is played by Isaac Hayes. <laughs> so, you know, so that's the end of Sleepaway Camp. I guess there's nothing else to say. Hope you enjoyed our first summer camp. Again, stay with us. We'll have more. It's all downhill from here, though, because Sleepaway Camp is amazing. But well, well yeah. it, it's going to be fun. So, Andy, yes, get ready for False Face. Oh, my God. <laughs> I met her in a club down in Old Soho Where you drink champagne and it tastes like Coca-Cola C-O-L-A-Cola <laughs>